0: we've done your homework. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, December 23rd. And despite all of my anxiety about the Build Back Better plan and how that would bring me out of vacation, nope, that didn't happen. However... I did have to record a new opening for this program because we did have breaking news. The Department of Education announced another 90-day extension of the pause on student loan repayments, interest, and collections. So this is for federal student loans. Now you've got through May 1st, 2022. And everybody was saying how, oh, my God, the administration, this is the last one. You're going to start paying on February 1st. No, we are back, gang. Here we are once again. If you are lucky enough to actually have a job, maybe, just maybe, you ought to be thinking about how you're going to ramp up your ability to shave time off of that loan. That can help you. It's kind of great, right? And maybe, just maybe, if you want to give yourself a leg up, you should still go to the website, studentaid.gov, and you should update all of your information and make sure that you're ready. But here it is once again. I just have to say, I am surprised about this, but this is where we are in the new Omicron era of the variant. Oh, and one other thing that I should mention, Mark and I never got together because we both decided we shouldn't do that. So I'm missing seeing the best executive producer in the world in person prior to the holidays. And more importantly, I've got his kids present. So we'll let you know if anything else breaks between now and the end of the year, but Today, we are still doing what we do, which is we take your questions. If you have a financial question, just go to the website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com. Okay, so let's go and chat with Leith in North Carolina. Hey, Leith, what can we do for you?
1: So listen, recently retired, um, gave, us, gave my wife and I an opportunity to take a look at Our savings and our IRAs and our 401s and everything and combine them and and more or less um, have a better view of what we have now in terms of our uh, retirement savings okay so my question to you is our our savings are made up of IRAs 401s some cash uh, some real estate and that type of thing but uh, you know I'm not an expert in finance so My concern is how do I know or what are some flashpoints that I should be aware of to say, hey, wait a minute, are we in good shape in case we have another economic Mm. downturn? I just want to be prepared and not caught off, you know, not knowing what to do when I start to see the warning signs.
0: You know, I think that's a great question. Let me let me go back first and do the more mundane stuff, which is you and your life. Uh, So you are retired. How old are you?
1: I am 67.
0: And your wife is how old?
1: She is sixty-six,
0: and is she also retired?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: If you look at your total income from Social Security, pensions, any uh, real estate income, what is the income that is coming in every year now?
1: Well, of course that depends, but probably somewhere around a hundred thousand, maybe. Great.
0: And does that hundred grand cover your? basic needs or even your desired needs it does okay so you're good so the the income you're generating is good are you in that hundred thousand dollars are you including money that's coming out of your investment accounts or just money from pensions Social Security or real estate
1: income it would be really a combination of all
0: okay so if I had to say what is the income that is coming Almost automatically so Social Security and pensions what what would that number be
1: that would probably be 75% of it
0: okay so great so Social Security and pension and so you need another 25 grand from your total savings slash retirement savings to generate the money you need on an ongoing basis right
1: I would say that's a fair statement
0: great now tell me how much money right now you have in just retirement assets meaning your IRAs and your 401ks
1: I would say probably close to 2 million okay
0: and savings cash meaning money that's already been taxed that's set aside
1: yeah probably another one
0: okay and real estate you own your home now yes I do okay no mortgage no mortgage great let me just say this: If I could give you like one of those weird checklists and uh, from like a doctor, and I would say, if you gave me this as a doctor, I would say you are in stunning health. You have nothing to worry about. Okay. Well, you
1: know, yeah.
0: You well, you don't want you want to worry. I'll let you worry. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. I don't want to worry, but I want to be smart. I don't want to be caught not knowing you. something. I
0: got you. But here's one of the reasons why we go through this sort of exercise: because you got three million bucks, right? If you were the most risk-averse person in the world, if you said, I hate risk, I never want to, I mean, I really, I could just have maybe 20% in the stock market, that's it. And everything else, I really want to batten down the hatches. I want to be safe. You would still be able to pull 50000 $60,000 out of this account every year, pay some taxes due on the pre-tax stuff, and have the money you need to support yourself. The reason why that's important to know is you're going to ask me a question now about how to prepare for bad things happening. And what I can tell you is the easiest thing to do to prepare for bad things happening is to save a boatload of money and you've done that already. So that is essentially the hardest work and it's the biggest challenge that when people call in here, I have to say to them, well, you know what? You actually haven't done such a good job. You have done an amazing job. So the reason why this is so important is that you've put away the money that you need more than you need. The money that you need to generate income wise is really such a low number relative to the total assets that you've saved that you don't really even have to take on a lot of risk.
1: You know, I I, I listen to a lot of different people about finances and read things. And one of the things I'm hearing is somebody saying, you know, don't have a lot of cash in in banks right now. Have it in the market. You have cash in banks in these, you know, not making any money. What should you do with your cash that you have in in savings accounts in banks that really is not doing anything? So
0: first of all, I think that people who are saying, oh, don't have cash on hand are idiots. Is that a nice way of saying it? Because the best defense against an economic downturn is to have basically no debt. You know, you had your mortgage still, I wouldn't be, and working, it wouldn't be a big deal, but you don't have debt. And to have two years of expenses sitting in a safe place, which for you, you know, you don't even, you you get income. But let's say you needed, you said, I'm going to keep 200 grand in cash and then When you really want to prepare for something going badly, you have a well-diversified portfolio. What you are now asking me is, well, how can I prepare for an economic downturn but also take advantage of the market continuing to rise? And the answer is you can't have it both ways. You know that because every investor knows that. So what is the portfolio that's going to prepare you for if something bad were to happen in the future, but also allow you to participate? And that is pretty much of a classic balanced portfolio. So if you looked at your retirement assets and you said, well, I've got half of the stuff that's mostly in risky assets and half of it in less risky assets like bonds or that is sort of splitting the difference. But you can't have it both ways. And I don't think you need to the part about your situation that's amazing to me is that in essence you don't actually need to grow your money your money will last you for the rest of your life I know you don't want to give it away but you have to ask yourself this question let me ask you what would make you more upset If I looked at the next year and I said, let's say say the next three years, before you turn 70, in the next three years, you can either fully participate in the market's rise or you would have to fully participate in the market falling apart. Which is more appealing to you?
1: Well, of course, you know, if the market rises, Right.
0: Oh, see, that's the fascinating thing. Maybe let's say that I say, well,
1: but, but, but let me let me amend my my question, my okay. answer to you. Okay. My position has been always about pace and balance. Right. I feel like our our portfolio is is balanced. I mean, we have we have domestic stocks, we have bonds, but we're very conservative. Okay. So I can be completely happy with not a lot of growth every year, but a moderate amount of growth, as long as it's you know pretty consistent year in and year out hmm but
0: let me so, I, I guess what I'm wondering from from my perspective is why are you so focused on the growth part since you are a balanced investor you started the call with a like, how can I prepare for an economic downturn and I would say to you right you know it's pretty easy the way you prepare for it is to may have some cash on hand and to make sure that you're not asking too much of your portfolio's performance on the downside so if the market were down by 25% next year because we're in a recession would you care that your three million turned into two and a half million or would you be more concerned with make sure making sure that that three million stays three million in other words as you get older and you need to rely on your assets to generate income most people would say I'm much more afraid of losing money than concerned about me- making money on the way up and that's what I'm trying to figure out from you are you more concerned about losing something if the market were to turn south or are you more concerned with not missing out on the way up
1: I guess I'm more concerned with the first part.
0: Yeah, of course you are because you're a human being and that's the smart way to be. So yeah. what I need you to try to do, which is so hard, is I need you to try to drown out the the little devil that's sitting on the side, of uh, sitting on your shoulder and saying to you, don't miss out on the top. Don't miss out on this. Don't miss because of course you're going to miss out on it. You are not the type of person who needs to actually capture so much of the upside. Frankly, if the market is up 10% this year and you're only up 4%, it doesn't matter. You're fine. You're in amazing shape. You have done the hard work. You've saved the money. So now, as opposed to every other knucklehead out there that really has to invest to beat inflation and work, you don't have to worry. You are in a great place. So- OK, just try to remember that. Say every time the market goes up or the fact that I have too much money in cash, I call that it's called sleep at night money. OK, I know time is short, so let's get to it. If you would like to ask us your financial question, just go to Jill dot com and click the contact button while you're there. Here's a nice little resolution for you. Why don't you sign up for the weekly newsletter? It's free. Mark does it every Friday. It's great. Everything you want is over at jillonmoney dot com. Don't forget to lift someone up, boy, now this time of year, more than ever. Grit, growth, Grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.